Welcome you to Porch Talk. It's your host, Alan. We are back. Round two. Round two. Right into it. Lawrence, Let's go, guys. Lawrence cracking up. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it like that. Uh, Let's go. You heard her. Uh, we Last episode, sign out. Uh, we told you it was going to be round two. We got to get to this uh, Zusk and Zusk. Zusk. Elon Musk and. It's l- but, like, you're not wrong by calling it Zusk because everybody shortens a celebrity nickname to, like, a couple name like that. So you're technically not wrong. Yeah. I uh, kind of mixed the two together. You did, yeah. Like a couple name, which yeah. I feel like they kind of are. Like, I feel like this is a lot of sexual tension that's brewing. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing started over. Sexual tension. With Zuckerberg announcing, like, his new move for Meta. Yeah. And Elon Musk is like, wait. No, no, sir. Yeah. I have Twitter now. You can't lean into MySpace and, you know, not, no pun intended there. But Zuckerberg is like, look, I've been in social media, so back up. Get back into cars, sir. But, you know. Yeah, I'm here for it. Fine. I'm trying to remember, like, uh, so Zuckerberg made this Twitter post about his plans, and then Elon's response was, we should get in the cage. I, I really hope that happens. And then uh, Zuckerberg, before he's, because he's so busy, he, he didn't even bother using the word the, uh, he said, uh, send location. Send location. Do it. Send it now. And so, like, why uh and even i'm not i'm not alone on this like if you were to pull up the bets of mm-hmm. uh, musk is the underdog i disagree wholeheartedly because i feel like physically he is capable of packing on way more muscle than zuckerberg is okay so Zuck- just if you look at him zuckerberg is five eight and like 158 pounds okay, that's that's okay that's two inches shorter than me and literally like I weigh 170, so he weighs less than me. He's shorter than me. Do you think that I could fight Jake right now? No. Absolutely. That's the same thing. Do you think I could fight Wesley right now? No. Exactly. Do you think I could fight you right now? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> and and that's the, the I don't know is why, because... Uh, and I, I understand, like, Zuck has just gotten into uh, BJJ. And I, I know he's a white belt, but he has been training. But then if you look at Musk, who is 6'2", 195 pounds, my foot, dude. He's pushing 230 or better. He's, 100%. He's barrel-chested, dude. 100%. But, uh, a thick man. Yeah, he's he's a big boy. And yes. and so... I, Four I, inches taller than And me. I do understand that he has a background in uh, kickboxing slash Muay Thai. Yes. But one thing, like translates and like by no means am I an expert but I believe that if it comes to striking yeah Musk he's bigger more 100%, reach he's but got that wingspan if by some way it got to the ground I think Zuckerberg will tie him up in a pretzel I just wholeheartedly disagree okay and I'm spindly. Like, I feel like I could get somebody on the ground a lot easier than I could be a striker, obviously, because I'm, like, all legs and arms, but... But the the tweet that you sent me are the, yes. was Lex Friedman and Elon yes. Musk. Now, uh, Lex, I don't know what y'all know about him, but he's, he's an intellectual, just like Elon. Mm-hmm. But he has been putting in the work when it comes to BJJ and going on the mat for mm-hmm. for years now I th- if i'm not mistaken he might be uh hell he might be a black belt but but he it, has but it, the but money to pay conor mcgregor to train him and that's another thing and jake shields and so many other people like because when it comes to this and it's weird how it's it's political for some people but uh, a lot of people in the mma world just i guess just because of the way the mma is it's very individualistic and it I guess it teased these guys off to be more right-leaning. Mm-hmm. And since Elon bought Twitter, they, they think of him as, you know, as very it was very patriotic and it restoring free speech to a platform. And so their team must cause of that, and they've all hit him up, and it's like, you don't have to pay me. I will train you for free. Oh, I bet, yeah. Like, this I love what you're doing. Publicity. and like Yeah, Zuckerberg has totally shut me down on his platforms, but you let me stay, so mm-hmm. I got your back, mm-hmm. right? And so, like... And there's time. A date has not been set. Right. 
and it is strange to me like and i'm not just being controversial but as it stands right now like i just and a lot can change let's say it's three or six months down the road if it happens that's another thing is uh like just the uh fiduciary duties of both of those people because okay you got meta there's mm-hmm. a lot of stock in that mm-hmm. elon has tesla if one of them was and ha- twitter if yeah but uh twitter's a private company now it's not no longer on the market okay but if if something was to go down in that fight to where like maybe one of them got KO'd and maybe people on the board believe that they suffered some kind of head trauma, mm-hmm. that could be damaging to the stock. Yeah, voted out. Yeah, so, I agree and, with you. There, and so that, that's the part of me that believes it could be a stunt. It's just a stunt. Yeah, it could be a stunt that just like drives up both of their marketability and makes them both look like men because right now they let's face it they both are kind of pansies. And people want to see men. I'm sorry, women want to see men in control. Men want to see men in control. They don't want to see poindexters in control. They just. But don't. it would be the biggest fight of all time. Like Dana White, Joe oh, Rogan. Oh, it would be a big thing. Like you got Joe Rogan calling it. Dana. Oh, yeah. Dana's gonna put it on. Oh yeah. And Dana already said this would probably break the bank when it comes. I to mean, like, Joe Rogan has the would, biggest who, podcast in who America. Would, who wouldn't pay for that in the world? Probably Every, exactly. Yeah, two of the most famous people yeah, in the world that exactly. are not. and two of the most people who were ever in the sport yeah who are like let's go let's do this yeah and i'm not even like a real fan of the sport or big into it like y'all are i mean the only reason like today like I, I will i will not buy a pay-per-view event in my home but if i get a phone call from a friend hey we got the fight mm-hmm. i'm there oh yeah i don't even know how to buy a pay-per-view event to be honest like i've never done it i have literally zero like, gun to my head i have zero clue how to buy a pay-per-view event but if you tell me that there's one going on and there's going to be food yeah i'm That's gonna the, come yeah yeah absolutely you said two key words it's event and food camaraderie too yeah, yeah. like I, I actually like like you people so yes, yeah and I'll, i like I'll be food there. Specifically, and I'm like specifically party food. And one of y'all, one of y'all around there is a good cook, and y'all make really good party food. Exactly. I know there's going to be wings. I know there's going to be dips, and those are like my favorite food groups. Shout out to Monson's once again because, like, when I saw that post, the wings were delicious. I ate them today, ten for ten dollars through the weekend. Fantastic. Monson and Brothers continues to break the mode when it comes to like what will they think of next. Exactly. And me and Ryan Monson, owner of Monson and Brothers, had conversations about pizza ideas that were in the works wing ideas that were in the works and I was there's like, so much i'm here for cooking. everything you're saying yeah 100%. i just want i just want to shout them out and guys uh as it stands now could change but uh i am the uh gracious host of the open mic i highly encourage you if you have any creative bone in your body to come out and if you're shy you just want to you want to feel it a lot of people do that and the the greatest thing is not taking place on the stage, although I will uh, brag on everyone who comes out to play. Uh, it's the crowd. And, and the, what and, night is that? Uh, it's every other Thursday. So t- today is Thursday. Mm-hmm. Not tonight, but the next. And then from there, you can you can track it every two weeks. Okay. Why every other, why not do it every week? Burnout. Exactly. When, when uh, me, Mark, and Ryan were planning this out, uh, we wanted to do an open mic I was asked to host, and I was like, yeah, but I don't want to do it every week because I don't want burnout because I, I've hosted a lot of open mics over the years, and when you do it every week, like, you get the same draw, same people on stage, mm-hmm. same crowd, and then next thing you know, you plan it one day, and it might as you might as well have been billed to play that three-hour slot because just one day, magically, nobody shows up. And it also starts to feel like a job. Yeah. Like it's yeah, not no. fun if it's every week because it's it's work. Then it's not spontaneous. It's not this person might show up. It is literally. A and job. that gives me time to cook. Mm-hmm. Like, cause uh, as host is, I reach out to people. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we've had people drive four hours to play it. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm just trying to bring talent. And a lot of people got gigs to play at Munson's and got their Based foot and, and got their foot in the door in the Columbus music scene. Because they came out, right? And I'm I'm not just building myself up, but like I have rapport when it comes to that through yeah. this podcast because I, I've talked uh, over the past five years just to uh, venue owners that facilitate these types of events and booking people, and also I've talked to some of the best musicians in the area. 
Well, you kind of devote your life to it. I mean, it's a passion of yours, and that shows. I mean, this whole podcast lends itself mainly to music, but then secondary creatives and people who kind of fit in your lane. So, I mean, of course you have a rapport with these people because it's all open mic night for you when anyone from poetry to comedy to musicians can come out it lends to your entire skill set and like my rapport with the creative community is i have your back yeah exactly definitely yeah as so obvious i'm I'm gonna do whatever i can do and if like if you are a bedroom performer who's never played out i've got your back right or if you've been, and we'll go if, to bat it, for you. Yeah, and I will, go, and like I will literally, I will show my ass if I have to. Mm-hmm. And if, and that's a hill I'll, I'll die on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will fight tooth and nail for this. Exactly, and that makes the difference because it gives people confidence in themselves that they might not otherwise have had. Without your encouragement, I know that I wouldn't have had the ability to start midwife crisis please plug it and plug <laughs> plug your friend man I, I and i cannot wait so early july early july we are going to drop our first episode which is already recorded but ashley is making some money moves right now in her real life i can't wait to meet her she's awesome i can't i like i'm, I'm excited to listen to the podcast and give feedback and on top of that it's like just hanging out with you and like just the posts that y'all been making like Everything that you're doing is, it's, it's, your every right foot is going forward. I would say she's a lot like Wesley. She yeah. is the strong, silent type. She's sitting back. She's taking notes. She's making observations. But when she gets a chance, she'll say everything she's been thinking. And I'm the one that is the loud says it almost before I even think about the consequences of it the the personality of the group where she's the brains of the group yeah and so that works for us and it's worked since we were 12 years old I mean she's put up with innumerable poor decisions on my part and I've seen her through a lot of uh things that she probably wishes she could change too but we definitely have each other's back through thick and thin, and that's been something that's non-negotiable for both of us. I'm kind of the uh, bulldog where I would fight you in the middle of the street and take off my earrings and my shoes and beat you to death, whereas she'll fight you with her words. And so I think that we bring something to the table that a lot of friend groups can identify with as far as the the bulldog and the brains just like one of us is quiet and calculating and the other one is gonna say whatever she thinks all the time so we're like the girl version of man up so midwife crisis about the content of what are y'all what's it about literally everything just kind of observations on topics that come up i mean our first one we talked a little bit about our history and we talked a little bit about going to nashville when we give the people the scoop on yourself yeah like we we dive into that some but it's gonna be a little bit about everything that we face education divorce trauma family histories um just anything that and me and her don't see eye to eye on everything and we're not afraid to debate Good. each other and because we know that we're not going to stop loving each other for that reason that because, would make for a boring podcast yeah we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things because i'm crunchy and she's not yeah and i'm way more liberal than she is and so we d- but we can also start an episode or start a conversation by saying this is what i think at the beginning of the conversation and at the end of the episode be able to say i see why you think the way you think and this is how i feel about it now mm-hmm. so i mean i think that also works for us that's good too like uh some of the of uh, heavier topic ep- episodes i've done in the past and not just through and i, I appreciate y'all rating and reviewing the show and not only that is reaching out and giving your opinion on some of the things that we talked about mm-hmm. on the episodes mm-hmm. and i'll address it on the following episode when i have that person on again or whenever it's whenever the time is right right but uh y'all have really helped and helped change my mind and like help me see it your way 
Yeah. So and and thank y'all for not like just doing a one star review, writing a crap review, and like just you know wish. You want to change my yeah. mind? Try and change yeah. it. Yeah. Don't just yeah. I'll listen. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm I don't know anything. Yeah. I know what I think. That and that's just it. And that's and I've I've heard it with some of the bigger podcasts. You know that just make oodles of money and have just oodles of listeners Mm -hmm. and they don't they want to pull the ladder up oh yeah and so like they'll pull clips from other podcasts who are not as well known and they won't even like tell you what podcast it is to see you might be interested in like hearing their opinion or view and they'll crap on it Mm -hmm. and they'll they'll pull the clip pull the the clip that like is so edited to take yeah. the weakest point. And then and then their thing is, see, just because you can afford a microphone and you know how to work Audacity, maybe you shouldn't have a podcast. And I was like, yeah, there's so many podcasts in the world, but I, it's just like anything. It's just like if I was an incredibly successful musician and I went around to the music stores and be like, you know, you shouldn't be selling guitars to children who think they want to be a musician. Yeah, that's a crap. Like, yeah. who, who gives anybody... Per- permission to gatekeep any type of art form yeah and i'm not that way and like i want to encourage and uh because maybe that's an outlet and maybe like define success well i want to be on the same level as a joe rogan well that may not be realistic for you maybe so though Mm -hmm. but uh i've some of these creative endeavors and just take the county line with lee carl is like we talked a little bit about success of a podcast yeah of manscape reached out and spun that meant a lot to me because that's brand recognition and like that's a huge company and they saw my content and they deemed it fit as like this is good stuff mm-hmm. and so when i get to tell people that i'm sponsored by manscape that's name recognition once again it's like oh god he's for yeah. real he's doing it yeah and so that means a lot and on top of that like with guests and like that's another thing about porch talk and that was one thing that i had to learn and it took two or three years in to where i was learning my style of interviewing and the way that the show was going to work and now i kind of got it down but i had to give people a reason to come back and not just come to the show just because of somebody they know right or uh, they're a fan of but I, I had to find a way to connect with them and help them to fall in love with me and be like, right. I'm going to kick it with this guy. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go on this adventure with him yeah. to, to talk to this person I don't know or yeah. may not necessarily care about just because yeah. I dig Alan. Yeah. And I'll, I want to see where he takes this. Yeah. I get that. And so, but like, with your platform, like, you and Ashley, it's going to be easier to be successful in that because every time they tune in, Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you may bring on a special guest it's gonna from be time us. to time. Yeah, you're going to be familiar with us. But you, you're going to know, and like when you think about midwife crisis, you think about Lauren and Ashley, mm-hmm. and so that's easy to work with. Yeah, ironically, the the weirdest part of it was trying to record our introduction to the point where we had to be like, we can't do this together. I had to do it by myself because anything that was rehearsed was garbage. Oh, dude. Oh my God, I had to be like. I can't, I can't do this with you anymore. I was like, get off of here. We'll do the episode. We'll record it. I'll edit it. And I'll do the re- intro on my own to submit. Because, you know, you have to be approved or whatever yeah. to make sure you're not talking about something insane. But I was like, I can't do this with you because it's too weird. Like, it's too rehearsed. That's not our thing. Well, well that's, like, that's I can't. That's typically how it goes. If, especially, like, uh, well, Spotify does it too, but Apple Podcasts. Uh, when you pull up a name of the show, you'll have the the producer underneath it, their name. Mm-hmm. Whoever that name is, even if it's both of y'all's name, uh, someone's going to take the helm. Oh, yeah. So, like, when it comes to that intro, and, yeah, that is the way to do it. Like, you need to do that one to five minute intro to tell you this is what we're going to be doing. And it's one to five minutes instead of 45 minutes, an hour, hour and a half. Ours was maybe one minute. That's perfect. Yeah. Because, like, when it comes to Apple or Spotify and you getting approved on the platform, okay, 45 seconds, very doable. I'm not going to listen to these people and pick, well, oh, they're a little too much for this platform. You right. Know? And our, our intro is up, but and our socials are up, but we have that first episode 
in the can, ready to go. It's literally me waiting to pull the trigger. And at first it was based on my insecurity of how I looked and how I sounded. But now it's just based on Ashley's money moves. And so when she gets, th she had to interview this week for a promotion. And after that, we are yeah. going to start like full hit the ground running full force right. so, yeah and that was another thing about having something in the can mm -hmm. if either of y'all get so tied up in life you know anything can happen in right. life but at least you can hop on the computer you know let's just say thursday is your day when you drop the episode mm -hmm. and like we weren't able to get together this week what are we going to do we, we, we need to you know because we're creatures of habit mm -hmm. and so like if you're used to having your midwife crisis fix on a thursday Right. And then Thursday comes and, and nothing happens. Where's it at? Like mm -hmm. it's it's quick how it's it's crazy how quick people will forget about you. Oh yeah. And move on. Yeah. And how the algorithm will forget about you too. Yeah. True. Yeah, and she has a uh Oliver's just turned like two and Rivers is five. Cute kid, dude. Both of them. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And Brooklyn is seventeen, so we both have a lot going on between kids and full-time jobs and husbands. That's and what the show's about, right? That's exactly what it's about, but it does present its challenges when it comes to remotely recording in two different locations, and she has a lot more serious of a job than I do. And I, I think there's going to be some, uh, some gems and just, like, what I call beauty, because... You got the quiet room. You're on your laptop. You're on Zoom or however you mm -hmm. do it. Uh, yeah, we're and doing then, it uh, Riverside. And then uh, here comes, you know, not even knocking, but here comes the toddler or Rivers. Oh God, yeah. And like you have the decision: do I cut that or do I do, do I, I let leave it in? do yeah. I let people see this part of life? And like I love it when that happens. Yes, exactly. And like uh, it's also one thing we ran into was finding out things that we didn't even know about each other like i told her a story we got on the subject of like how naive i am when it comes to like blindly trusting people in certain scenarios and uh i was drugged when we went on our senior trip basically right around the exact same time as natalie holloway and Whew. oh yeah like Followed by I got drugged one time. Followed well, by ahead. the people. They had to get security outside my room. Like it was a whole thing. And she was like, I didn't know that. And I was like, How did you not know that? Everyone knew that. And she's like, I didn't go on that trip. And I'm like, But everyone knew that. She said, Well, if I knew it, I forgot about it. And that's kind of funny too, because you know, we are best friends, but it's like we can also go a year or so without speaking all the time and then pick up exactly where we left off and I feel like a lot of people can't do that so she might not have known that story whereas everybody I was hanging out with at the time definitely knew that story because it was so out of character for me to go from one drink to passed out throwing up in the matter of like two minutes I got I got drugged in this town it's there's no feeling quite like it because I never felt yeah so taken advantage of and felt like something was stolen from me oh my god mentally you're like trying to get out of yourself and physically you can't control anything it's it's, it's bizarre and especially like if it's that blackout because that's what it was it was it, it happened at the pregame because it was disclosed to me the following morning when i woke up and mm -hmm. i didn't know where i was mm -hmm. and then you know she came out of the bathroom and she's like uh we got a little bit to talk about <laughs> and yeah, we do. Yeah, because I like, don't know what happened. Yeah, what did you do to me? And, like, she felt bad, and she She felt, drugged you? Yeah. Stop. It wasn't an accident? No. Nah, oh, boy. At the, at the pregame. Oh, boy. Pregame at that house. Oh, went, boy. went out. I didn't remember anything about going out. Woke up at, no. in that bedroom. No, these were two guys that paid the bartender to drug my friend. My friend felt sketchy about her drink, sat it down. I picked it up thinking it was mine, and I was basically comatose within, like, ten minutes. I, and I think that might be why I sympathize, like, with rape victims oh, yeah. more than I ever have. Because I was like, although I do not know how you feel, but yeah. I, I understand it just a little bit better than I ever wanted to. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I understand having that control taken away from me. Yeah. 
And I feel like men will never understand what we feel like on a day-to-day basis being alone because it's all... I feel like the number one fear of men from women is being humiliated or being laughed at. The number one fear of women of men is being murdered or raped. Like, there's never a time when I'm alone that I don't think about a man doing something to me that I can't recover from. When I'm at the river walk, I have my gun. Every noise, every squirrel is a man about yeah, to get me. We've talked, every about, time, we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Every time I'm yeah. at the grocery store, I put my daughter in first through my driver's seat because the most vulnerable I could ever be is my back turned. Mm-hmm. It's just wild. It's wild. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right and about... the most thing you're is, worried about is being humiliated. It is humiliation. Yeah. It is. Me laughing at you for something that you feel manly about. Well, not only that, it's like... And that's another reason why I'm thankful to where I'm not drinking the way that I used to and not remembering the night before and just crossing my fingers and hoping that something I did ended up on social media. Oh, yeah. That would... And granted, I'd like, I, I, I wouldn't... I'm not saying that, oh, yeah, you probably acted out to where, like, yeah, this is, your your reputation will not recover from this. But you but don't that, have that, to worry, like, that yeah. black mirror fear where you're like, did I ruin my life? Yeah. To, exactly. to a point to where I've got to pick up and move. <laughs> yeah. Or I might never recover no matter where I move because yeah. it's been viral. Yeah. Especially with the status that you hold within the two podcasts. Not saying that they're any type of Joe Rogan level, but, like, they are recognized. And so it could easily be something that blew up that affected both as well as your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just wild. I mean, the way things are today with people being canceled left and right and people being doxxed left and right. Like, you never know if you offend someone, they're not going to call your job and be like, Alan did this. You never know. And it could literally ruin you. Had that happen? Wild. At work. Wild. But my supervisor, my general manager, and the mayor, because I work for the city. Yeah. Uh, have my back. That's wild. And when it was brought to the attention, uh, conversation with the supervisor first. Didn't even have to have a conversation with the GM. And just because the mayor and I have a great relationship, she and I talked about mm-hmm. it. Nothing burger. That's wild. But I, I wonder what that would have felt like if I was if like... If you had not known anybody. Yeah, if I was a nobody. Right. And if I didn't have these great relationships. Absolutely. You would have just been canned. Yeah. And I mean, even in Columbus, it's like I've got a great relationship with like business owners and the mm-hmm. mayor here in town. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if someone had the audacity to, to come at me that way, uh, number one is like, come to me first. Oh, yeah. But don't, they're not going to. Yeah, don't don't... Don't try to ruin me that way. Oh, it's so easy to be a troll nowadays, too, and be, like, a keyboard warrior. I posted something recently, and it wasn't... I mean, like, okay, whatever. So, it may have been insensitive, but I basically said... Shocking. Color me shocked that it was a white man, and I put... How shocking, or something like that that went down to visit the Titanic in a death tic-tac. And, oh my God, did the men lose their minds that I had put that a rich white man... And I'm sorry, I know that two of the guys were Pakistani, but if you are white passing, you get white privilege. And they're white passing. So, you were rich, and you were a dude. You know who wasn't going to be on that death tic-tac? Anyone of color... Or a woman. Because we don't have the hubris or the need to conquer everything that a rich man has. The, I would be the, fine the, taking a I didn't unmanned sub down there. Personally, like... Uh, but people lost their minds. Personally, I, I, I did laugh at some of the memes that were made. Mm-hmm. But people pulling for the ocean and celebrating the death of these people, I didn't appreciate just... No. Not, not because of their social status or the fact that they were rich. It was the fact for me that those people probably have family and friends that will oh, never see absolutely. them again. Like, and yeah. I, and like, like I said, did I laugh at some of the memes? Yeah. But at the same time, like, I, I made zero posts about it. Yeah. 
just because I, I found it to be insensitive. Yeah, do I feel sorry for them? 100%. Do I think that their hubris cost them their lives? Also 100%. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with what with what you said. Uh, welcome. <laughs> I, I, we Someone might, shouting we, in the neighborhood, we guys. Might, we might have our next guest. I think yeah. she has the, uh, the audacity, but... Uh, and uh, people are still railing against this, and like I'm, I'm just thinking about the families and loved ones of theirs, and like. I think what affected me the most was the guy that paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to twice for his son to basically guilt his son into going because the son didn't want to go. He literally was terrified told his dad he was terrified but he only went with him because it was for Please. Father's Day mm-hmm. yeah. that breaks my heart I would never pay for either one of my children and sign a basic death waiver yeah how many times was death mentioned in those waivers by 150,000 times what in the hell were they thinking you were, and so like with yeah. some people like and I've seen people... It's not know. like they were scared of flying and you're going on a commercial air flight that's been tested a zillion times. You're going on something that was basically told to you had more than a 50% chance of failing. Yeah. So that's where I take umbrage of the fact... And you and I have talked about the ocean, and we agree yes. on like our thoughts of the ocean. like Death space. That is... that's Yeah, that's... We don't know anything about it. It's not my field. It. No. We know nothing... On a scientific level, we've ex- we've explored maybe ten percent. I think is the the ratio. It's basically hell. Is I mean, it's not hospitable to life. Mm-mm. We okay. So a human being is crushed from the inside out between sixty and one hundred and twenty pounds of pressure per square inch. They were down so far that the square, the PSI was 6,000. Mm-hmm. We have no business being down there. And James Cameron, yes, has gone down there so many times, ironically, that he has spent more time on the wreckage of the, the, the Titanic. The, the, the director, by the way, yeah. Than the actual passengers or the crew. They or have, they've the, been down there so much. The it's place, more than they the, have. The place that they land... Is like they know that they can't land there anymore. That's how many times yeah. that they've done it. But they've physically been down there. They've spent more time at the wreckage than the passengers of the crew did. Yeah. When it was afloat. And that's a whole business in itself. But I'm just saying, James Cameron, who's been down to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, which is the deepest point in the entire ocean, told them, bad idea. Not going on this. Y'all are going to die. Mr. Beast got invited. That's a lie. That was we can a lot. get into that. Sub experts told them, "Bad idea. You're gonna die." Navy. Navy. Bad idea. You're gonna die. We can't save you. We have no technology to get down there to save you. They didn't. I mean, kept going, kept going. So yeah, the again, hubris it's hubris. It, yeah. It's hubris. It's over and over. Ego to be able to say, "I did this." You're, I have jumped out of a plane. I have too. I but, have too. And a lot of people have. A lot of people have. Did I, did, I, did, I, did I think about a failed parachute? Sure. but Me too. But, but there, there was nothing, and I am a bit of a thrill seeker. I love roller coasters. And I'm coasters. not. This was the stupidest thing I've ever done. But like, one and done. Yeah. You know I'm what? Good. No, no I'm, I might do it one more time. No, I'm so with, good. With, with the right person. I'm so I good. might do it. So set on doing that ever again. Yeah. But, but they were all told, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But what they do? Did it anyway. So that's where I lose a little bit of tolerance because if it was my husband who said, I'm going to do this and I've told you not to do it and you do it anyway, you've lost 50% of my empathy already. Because I told you it was a bad idea and you did it anyway. And I don't have a huge set of empathy anyway. So if you're going to do what I told you not to do, what I'm thinking when I find out is... I told you not to. I told you so. I told you so. I told her so. Told you so. Mr. Beast, lie. lie. Tell me. Lie. Okay, so the, the the juice around that is that immediately when he said that, people had questions and poked holes in his story. 
And the more that's come out about it, the more that they've seen that... Why would he do that as if he needed exactly. more? It was just a publicity stunt because he can't produce the receipts for it. Yeah. And when I looked at the text message, mm-hmm. it was like... It was a message that he wrote, not a message sent yeah. to. He can't produce the receipts or fix the holes in his story. And people are like, dude, wrong thing to say. Wrong, wrong, you know, uh, fan bandwagon to jump on because people are pissed about this and you are jumping onto something that you had no business jumping onto. Like, if you actually were invited, that's one thing. But just hopping on it to say you were, that that makes you a piece of shit. Yeah, you're very <laughs> incredible right now. Like you're you're literally hopping on people's graves. Yeah. Just to give yourself relevance. Mm-hmm. And you already have a ton of relevance, so what was the point? The biggest YouTuber of all time. Yeah. I mean I wish like, he would and that, that was pop my up quote, in the like, yard I, and give me a new money. When I when I saw that like pop up on my Twitter feed, I was like, I saw it, and I just face value, and I was like, why, but okay. Yeah. You know? Like, I believe James Cameron. Yeah, of course. And I believe the, I think it was ABC or one of those uh, reporters that they got asked. I believe that, because it was relevant to the Mm storyline that James Cameron, who's made, who donated, not donated, but spent $10 million of his own money to go to the bottom of the Mariana Trench and do a whole doc about it. It makes sense he would be invited. It makes sense that an ABC reporter would be invited. In what world, besides publicity, does it make sense that Mr. Beast would be asked on a five-man crew <coughs> charging 250 a head that you're just going to give his spot up? No sense. No sense whatsoever because it doesn't benefit you other than likes. None of those people are going to pay $250,000 for You didn't know it. I was invited to? I, I didn't. Oh my god. See, I mean, Me uh, how, how much? Yeah, how much sense? Me too. Yes. They heard that I was starting a podcast. Yeah, it was like oh, wait. with another girl. Yeah, and they were like, "You're the perfect." You're, wow, we need this perspective. I know, and I was like, mm, "Maybe not." Pass. Not not here for it. Yeah, dude. Crazy. I know. I've said literally though. I said the only way you could get me to go on that death tic tac. No, you could, dude. I went on a cruise once. I've never been so miserable in my whole life. It was so seasick. No, not even seasick. It was like, uh, we went, uh, I think it was, I don't remember the order. Cayman Islands, Jamaica, and then Cozumel. Mm-hmm. And the only time I was happy was when we were at port. Oh, for sure. When I could touch grass. Absolutely. Because, like, I, I love my vehicle. And I love... Being in control. Being... Yeah, exactly. I Like, mm-hmm. I can't get off this boat. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck on this boat for a day and a half until the next port. Absolutely. And there, there's not enough swimming pools. There's not enough casino. Anything. There's there's not enough bar. There's not enough pool. There's there's not enough of anything. That to, is, that inter- is, to, to distract from the fact that I am stuck here. Yeah. 100%. And, plus, I don't, and I don't like the water. I like water... As in, like a pool or a yeah, water I can park. I can swim. I'm not I'm not scared of water. It's I just, know what's in it. Yeah, we're, we're golden. But to me, the ocean, everything is trying to kill me because that is yeah. not my landscape. That's theirs, and yeah. it's not an attack at that point. If a shark comes in my living room and eats me, that's an attack. If I come into its living room, you won't who's get to say I'm not attacking them? You won't get no argument from me. Exactly. So the only way you could get me to go on that I'm not even I'm not even interested and I've granted I've watched Jaws but I'm not even interested in movies about that that is just how disinterested I am about like that topic it's like I don't care about the ocean nor do I care about space the only thing I care about is when in the ocean is when David Attenborough tells me about it in one of the nature documentaries I'm, I can get down on that. That's the A, because his first voice time I, is uh, so soothing. Full disclosure here. First time I ever did acid, uh, yeah. I spent a lot of that trip watching a documentary from National Geographic about caves, and I thought my mind was going to explode. I was like, I love this. You know one thing you're never going to get me in either? A cave. You these like, people who climb... I'm like, not a splunker, but I, I'll, who, go, I'll go to the Soto Caverns. 
okay, like a large cave that's like the size of this porch and like nowhere near I me. I played a show in a cave. That's okay, that's one thing. I am not squeezing or crawling Hail into the, no, anything. No, no. And these people are like, I thought it was going to get deeper and like I was. That stuff makes me cringe when people get I've, down in these holes and they like, like having, uh, to, having to work no, their body not. like they're a worm. Like 127 hours would never happen to me. Like that would never, like there's certain ways that I'm never going to die or lose an appendage. That's one of them. The death tic-tac never going to happen. Like there's certain things, uh, being on like naked and afraid or alone, all those shows. I'm never going to die of hypothermia from being out in the element. Like I just, these things are never going to happen to me. Yeah. Because I'm never going to put myself in that situation because I'm so comfortable living in my first world and not exploring literally anything other than a resort that I will never die that way. Yeah. It's just not a thing. Like, if you ever hear Lauren died in a tragic cave accident where she got stuck. She was placed. I was, I was literally kidnapped and put there. My body was so dead before they put me there. <laughs> 100%. And yeah. if I'm ever... If, if anyone ever says that I left and didn't take Rivers with me, no, I was already dead. Already dead, for sure. Somebody killed me. Not a thing. Yeah, just I, it's hard for me to get with that stuff now. Um, and say that I, I'm boring. I, 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 do, I, do, I do like to travel. I, I do enjoy going to third world countries, and I do like working in the villages. But that's I, out in the open. I got a big nuh-uh when it comes to uh, forest. Are like rainforests mm-hmm. where there are lions, tigers, snakes, and bears. Oh my! Not not my territory, buddy. I don't want to be around no man eating tiger. I'm not the biggest fan of house cats. I don't want to be around a big cat. I feel like I'm even less afraid of a tiger than I am of like some of these snakes that if they bite you, you bleed out of every orifice on your body from one bite. And they're like yeah, Australia probably area. not in the cards for me. Never. I feel okay. Okay, you want to talk about conspiracy theories because you have this whole conspiracy theories with Dalmatians and how they don't exist. My conspiracy theory is that Australia is probably really not that bad, but they've decided as a whole that they don't want us to come there and ruin it like we did Hawaii. So they've come out with like almost a reverse marketing scheme. Everything there can literally kill you. But that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Okay. But how do we know? We're just believing it at face value. All right, so, so they're making this up to preserve their little piece of heaven. One day, pie in the sky, porch talk goes to Australia. I mean, I'll do it if you do it, but I'm not happy about it at this and we gotta, present it's, moment. It's going to be a group trip, like a whole family thing. Yeah, it has to be. Because, like, if we're going to survive this or die in this, we have to be it together. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Because it's either a conspiracy theory or it's real, and we have to uncover this. Because I think it's a conspiracy theory. What about Australia Light, New Zealand, where they film Lord of the Rings? That seems like a beautiful place. Yeah. And they're not showing any murder there or death from the elements. All those people survived. Chris Hemsworth and his family have survived. But I feel like they perpetuate the rumor that we're all going to die if we go there by being like, oh, yeah, we have these huge man-eating spiders and all this. And they're like... Oh, I'm glad you leaned into it. Thank you. I appreciate that. But they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to die. And I'm like, okay, well, am I going to die? Am I going to die? Is a hippo going to eat me on the back porch like y'all are saying? Those damn things. It's the only thing that Crocodile Hunter was scared of was a hippo. He wasn't even scared of the stingray that killed him. He was scared of hippopotamus. Yeah. Now, imagine that problem they got in Mexico with El Chapo's, you know, he had, he had exotic pets, the hippo. Yes. And now, like, those were coked. They were, like, overrun. They were coked out hippos, and now they're, there's a problem. But you also see these people on YouTube who have literal hippos that come inside their house and act like dogs and I've then never, go back out I've the I've never river. seen this. Oh, this is a thing. They will come in the house. What, you feed it a cabbage? You just, like, give it stuff, and it lays on a mattress in your floor and watches TV like a big dog, and then it goes back outside and, like, goes in the river, Mm -mm. and it's a whole thing. Mm -mm. So, like, really, are they dangerous? Mm, Can they be domesticated? What are you hiding from us in Australia? The Fountain of of Youth? Because Margot Robbie? A 10. Chris Hemsworth? A 10. Undeniable. There's something there they don't want us to know. 
I've never seen anyone from Australia that's not attractive. That's a point. Make make it make sense. Where's the lie? But they'll show us a spider the size of your head because they don't want us to come because they'll they think we'll ruin it like we did Hawaii. You can't you can't convince me otherwise. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, you heard it here first. Conspiracy theory about Australia. They don't want us there. I want to elaborate. I think that it's uh, a lot of people have been telling me, "Are you going to let the whole Dalmatian thing go?" No, I'm not. Uh, I've been busy making a lot of podcasts. I have trips planned to different states. I'm going to find my Dalmatian, and I know you're all waiting for the picture. That will happen. I'm going I'm to pet it. I'm going to tell it it's a good boy, and then we're going to have a nice little selfie. It's I'm going to set up this meeting because Alan doesn't believe me, but when I went to Relentless the other day to take my daughter, I saw a Dalmatian from the corner of my eye at the vet next door. Now, one could say that it was planted there because they heard me and Alan talk about it. One could say that it was a vision or it was a fake, a deep fake. One could make that argument. I choose to believe that it was real. Oh. My friend does have one, and he is a good boy. His name is Talon. They've made multiple posts about him, and I trust this person. So I feel like I need to set this meeting up. I've had people reach out and be like, I had a friend growing up had a Dalmatian. I grew up with a Dalmatian. Never seen one. Well, uh, there's no proof in that pudding. And if you send me a picture... Uh, do I trust anything on the internet now? No. AI, baby. No, nothing's real. No. It's all fake. So I have to see it with my own what eyes. Is Dis- what is Disney trying to tell us? 101 Dalmatians? My foot. If I go to Disney, is there going to be 101? None. There's none. I've been to Disney twice. I've never seen the first You're Dalmatian. You're breaking my heart. Never seen the first Dalmatian at Disney. They don't even fake it. It's not even a lab that they painted spots on. No Dalmatians at Disney. Oh, my gosh. It's not even where they put like a wig on you and say that your beauty or your bell because they, they literally they can put some dogs in a wig and a dress and be like she's cinderella no she is not i saw a picture of a llama being a best man at a wedding i'm okay with that did you see that no but i'm okay with it i want to find it and send it to you because i think i think you'll enjoy it i would appreciate it yeah it was uh you know uh or like a cat in a the, tuxedo the, the, the front legs was coming out of the pantsuit and yeah. then uh you know the top he was just kind of chilling had a nice little fedora too. I'm okay with that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not upset about that at all. Like I feel like that tracks. That's pretty sick. Yeah, like that's a flex. It is in the in the best way. Yeah. And is it llamas or alpacas that spit? I feel like they probably both do. Yeah. Like, like, but I don't feel like it's an aggression. I feel like it's just because they're like don't have a lot going on. They don't even know that they're doing it. Like I feel like their brains second are like nature small. For the size of their body, they're just like, this is what I'm going to do. This is the lifestyle choice I'm making right now. Yeah. Look at this. Look at that what is, I can do. That's an animal that makes people happy when they run into one. You know what's up? No? Not 100%. You? 100%. Oh, you agree. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. No one has ever seen an alpaca or a llama and been like, well, this sucks. I hate this. No. Just like no one has ever seen like... A chinchilla taking like a sand bath and been like, that's not cute. Yeah, animal kingdom. There's certain wild. things that are. Yeah. Uh, it's wholesome. It's wholesome. 100%. Just like anyone who sees a skunk, yes, they're cute, but they're scared. They're scared that they're going to get sprayed. It's a fact. Certain things are just facts. Yeah, a friend of mine, his dog went out to handle business, got skunk, then uh, they had to. The- Practically uh, redo Bleach the floors, yeah. burn all the clothes. Mm-hmm. Jesus. There's nothing quite as pungent as being skunked. I saw an experience I don't want. Me either, and I haven't had it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm like. You're not with it? No. Like, we can go, like, my family's always joked that my superpower would be smell. Like, if I was a superhero, like, it would be like I could smell a crime or something that happened, like, a hundred miles away. Because I, I can just smell anything, and everything makes me sick. So if I was to get skunked, you'd basically have to sedate me through like the entire process because I would not be able to survive it. That's tough. I know it's the worst. It's worse. But it also I think gives you a heightened sense of like taste. Ryan Munson and I were talking about this earlier, and he was like, "I love pregnant women because 
everything they love about food, I love about food. And I was like, I think it's like a tie-in with smell because I can appreciate a lot of flavors because my sense of smell is like so heightened. Like, yeah, pregnant women, when they own their food cravings, Oh yeah. There is nothing better than that. Oh yeah. Like and you get deep off in the weeds and like what you are like craving. Very specific. So specific. Yeah. Like you'll be like, I want blue cheese stuffed olives with prosciutto and like dates and If I ever had a restaurant like wild. The person who made the menu would be a pregnant woman and we would just have to cycle them out. I just don't know how like that's, like, so specific, though. Yeah, it's, it's a very specific restaurant. Yeah. Because, like, for the first trimester of my pregnancy, your menu would have been, like, Dr. Pepper and, like, chicken biscuits. Barbecue from- soda. No. That's what Dr. Pepper is. It is not. Dude, there is nothing better than a barbecue sandwich with a Dr. Pepper. But that doesn't mean it's a barbecue soda. Like, nothing about I that think sentence that, I think makes Dr. Me Pepper... Happy. Now, granted, I used to drink a lot of Mountain Dew. I, I tried to, like, quit my soda game altogether. But I have to say, like, Dr. Pepper may be the best soda. Dr. Pepper slaps, and so does, like, Cherry Coke. Cherry Coke's good. Uh, I actually am a Pepsi guy over Coke. I do. I, just because it's sweeter. I'm not in a... RC Cola's good, too. I feel like people claim Coke because they think it's classier. For some reason, and, like, Pepsi's, like, the trailer park kid. But, like, I agree. I prefer Pepsi and, and Pepsi the, products. Uh, the Popeyes and Starville tried to Mandela affect me because they used to uh, serve Pepsi products, and now they just, out of the blue, went Coke. That would have thrown me off, too, because I used to get a Dr. Pepper and a chicken biscuit from Popeyes on the way to high school every day. Yeah, and so, like, I'm, I'm, I'm at lunch, and I'm, dude, I'm getting my two-piece combo, red beans and rice, with... And nothing slaps harder with a Pepsi. And they just like, we got Coke products. And I was like, like, excuse me? Yeah, I I did. And she was like, yeah, we serve Coke products, sir. And I was like, not last week. No, since when, ma'am? And she was like, it's been this way. And I was like, dude, you are lying to me. Throw your teeth. Yeah. I don't trust you. There's a reason why I go to you instead of KFC. Exactly. Which KFC actually is a Pepsi product too. They slap too, though. Yeah. Like, especially if you get that extra crispy, it slaps. Their coleslaw is jamming. Shout out. Yes, uh, that, that is actually a... If if the fast food joint serves Pepsi products, like Pizza Hut, uh, I'm going to do more business with you. I will... I, I, at this point, I can't think of having Pepsi without pizza because... Pizza Hut leaned so hard into Pepsi, like I like the idea of having. A that was Coke. a franchise war. You know that? No. Yeah, that, that was the whole Coke thing, like the Coke Pepsi thing. So, uh, but now I will say a Sprite from McDonald's is out, out of this world. So crispy, so crispy. There's you can't you can't find it anywhere else. No, like, that. like if you if your stomach feels any type of way, a crispy McDonald's Sprite. With a biscuit, dude. Heal any ailment. I agree with this statement. It's like Vicks Vaporub and a McDonald's Sprite. I don't know what they do over there, but they're doing it. Would cure cancer. Yeah. Anything. I wish Chick-fil-A did Pepsi products. I only ever get their uh, Sun Joy, which is I don't, tea mixed with their lemonade. I do that, too. But I get the diet. I never... Zero sugar. I didn't even, I didn't even think it's about unsweet that. Unsweet tea and diet lemonade, and it... Yeah. So good. With sodas, uh, now granted, if I go out to a restaurant, I typically will do sweet tea. I've, I've tried to like get completely away from soda altogether because trying to lose some weight. But uh, and it's ridiculous. And you see all these videos that people do when they show you how much a oh a twenty ounce Coke has yes. sugar or Pepsi or any of those jokers. Yes. It's uh, wild. It's it's silly, dude. Like when you sit there and think about like spooning that amount of sugar into your mouth, you're yeah. like, I would stop almost immediately like after the like i don't think i could choke down the first spoonful Uh -uh. Uh -uh. and you look at the like even just a 20 ounce bottle and you see it filled up past the uh like label the label yeah and you're like imagine getting those granules in your mouth and having to stomach that and get that down you would never make it so i don't understand the science behind 
But what's crazy is like you go to other you like go that. to you go to other countries. Oh yeah. They still do like Coca Cola the the OG way. Oh yeah. It's better. Like oh, yeah. it, it tastes better. It's 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 dope. But Coca-Cola like Coca Cola classics. Yes, it, but it's something about like here. It's like Australia. They don't have fat people. Like mm-hmm. all we have is fat people. It would burn your. It, like if I drank a crispy Coca Cola classic, it would burn my esophagus out right now. Like, I can't imagine finishing one. It would immediately kill me because oh, yeah. I just don't drink those. And they serve them in the glass bottle. How class? Ooh. That's class, dude. It's the class. only place that I used to get a glass bottle Coke was from the Ag Museum in Jackson. And they had this little, like, country store on the inside of the museum that was, like, an old school general store and they would sell like glass bottle cokes and like we rock had a, candy and all kind of like old school stuff like that and I thought it was just the epitome of like an experience it is we had a uh, this a, not a self-serve gas station shout out Dewey's long gone now long forgotten uh, in the heart of Millport Alabama if you blink you miss it baby but uh, at Dewey's that's where we would meet in high school. That's where mm-hmm. the cool kids were. Oh, yeah. You know, and you would walk over there to that Coke bottle machine. It would, you put 50 cents in there, and it would give you a 12-ounce glass bottle of Coke, Sprite, any Coke product. And I remember, like, and Dewey, he's this old-timer, dude. Shout out, dude. Happy birthday in heaven. But, um... 150 he would, years old. he come out there, pump your gas... That's crazy. While he was pumping the gas, dude, I would get out of my grandma's car and walk over there and get me a Coca-Cola out of the glass. That is the that is the best way to have a Coke is out of glass. One hundred percent frosty, like sweat on it. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, nothing quite makes the Coke experience like that. And I've been to the Coca-Cola Museum in Atlanta. Cry every time. So they sit you down in this room. Before you go through the museum and they play this, like, video that triggers every emotion you've ever had and, like, shows families getting to, like, everything, like, Mm. surrounding a Coke. I've cried thrice when I've gone there. And I don't even cry that much, but every time it has triggered the tears, those single glistening tears that come down and just it's so nostalgic like they have figured out some sort of like trigger some, some kind of voodoo over there oh god yeah and i don't feel like a pepsi museum would do that i don't know why i was i, I was like while you were it. telling me that i was thinking i was like is there a pepsi museum no I don't but like feel, you but like you said it, it's, it's it's not the same it's the white trash version and they have like the polar bear in there like this huge version of that polar bear and it doesn't even look like it's not like any type of college mascot. Like it looks like the real thing, and like he hugs you and stuff. Like it's just wild. Like it's wild. And then you can go upstairs and try Coke products from around the world, and some of them are just ghastly and terrible. But it's just such like an engrossing experience that it's just I don't think Pepsi could compete, and I don't know why. Because I prefer they're the, Pepsi. They're, they're the smaller brother, dude. Like they're they're the name recognition. Uh, and that was the the fast food thing, right? It was like Taco Bell, shout out, dude. Pepsi product. That's why I love Taco Bell so much. Baja Blast. Yes. Oh, my Lord. I don't even like Mountain Dew, but a Baja Blast smashes every other soda product. Yesterday, I had a Mexican pizza and two Supreme Tacos and a Baja Blast, and I was in heaven at work for an hour if they made a zero sugar baja blast i would like sell stock in my house like i would give part of it away for a sugar-free baja blast oh we're cooking they don't though and it ruins me but the fact that you can literally always get a baja blast at taco bell when you can't even buy them in the store i mean that's just they figured it out oh they'll do those seasonal runs oh yeah KFC's got their own version of Mountain Dew, but it sucks. Really? Yeah. I don't see. I wouldn't know because I don't do the KFC a lot. You a chicken liver person? No, God, no. I, and ever, I'm not picky, but I hate liver. It tastes like blood to me. I don't I like gizzards. I don't it. like chicken gizzards, but I I've like chicken liver. I've never even tried them because I've that. Gizzard has like a weird like uh, texture. profile texture. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, they both are weird, but somehow like there's a Texaco on the north side of West Point. 
they do the best chicken livers. And I know every, exactly which one every you're talking about. Every time I go through there, if I'm going through Plow, I'll stop, dude. No, it's the last one before I'll, you get out of town. Oh yeah, yeah, I will. I, know exactly I will, what I will about. fast for that liver. See, no, bleh, I can't stand it. I'm not picky at all. I will literally eat just about anything, and I can't stand the way the livers taste because they taste like blood to me, and I can't. I can't abide it. It's too gamey for me. It is gamey. But I love like lamb. I love all kind of things, and I love my meat like Ooh, lamb, nearly dude. raw. Ooh. But I can't, I can't mess with gizzards. I when just, I was in college down in Mobile, I worked at this, uh, it was, the guy was from Coney Island. Mm-hmm. And he was huge in, like, traditional Phillies. And he would also do, how do you spell, or how do you say, G-Y-R-O? The Euro, I, I say, I say Euro. I say Euro. Yeah. And I've heard people call them heroes. Yeah. I've heard people say gyro. Yes. I don't care how you say it. All I know is it's delicious. Yes. Shout out to Arby's. They got good Euros. But, uh. Uh, we would make these half lamb, half beef euros, yes. and that was when I got my introduction to lamb, and I'm so thankful for that guy. If he's still alive, Fred, shout out, baby. But if you passed on, happy birthday in heaven to you, my friend. I liked lamb anyway, but when I lived in Italy for that summer doing study abroad, they would have these donor kebab places that were basically euros, but they would have like this lamb shank on like a... And it was probably mystery meat. Who knew what it even was? It might have been a five a person. I don't know, but they said it was lamb. And they would, like, shave it off and put it. That's what we did. Oh, my God. It was so good. And we would walk over there. And we made, like, a whole song about donor kebabs and everything. And it was like that. It was to the tune of that, take a look at my girlfriend. And so we would be like, take a look at my kebab. And, like, we made a whole song about it. And we would get so Jazzed walking the over of that? there. Cupid's. What was the name of that song? Cupid's. Uh, I think they were gym class heroes that did. That, that it, was, but, but it was uh, called Cupid something. I have no idea. Throwback. Dude. We made a whole song about it because that's like the time period that it happened, and we would get so hype walking over there. And sometimes they would give us change that like didn't even exist in currency anymore, and we didn't know what was going on because we were playing with our monopoly money in Italy, and we didn't have any so much idea. fun being in other countries. Oh my god! And like that's the first time I ever had like. Their ketchup didn't make sense by itself, and their mayonnaise didn't make sense by itself, but if you mixed it together and made fancy sauce, like, it made sense with their fries, and I was like, this is the only thing I like. And it was so fun. It was the best, best part of that trip was going to these donor kebab places. I've enjoyed it. Anything else to do before we walk out of the door? I'm good, buddy. We got two episodes in the can now. Uh, you'll see, you'll hear... Uh, Lauren, well, when it comes out, I don't guess I need to tell you, that's kind of redundant. <laughs> uh, plug Midwife Crisis. One more again, can they find it on the socials? Yes, Midwife Crisis Pod or Midwife Crisis Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and you can definitely find us on Spotify and uh apple podcast we've got our intro up and we will be releasing our first episode first week in july they're cooking support them uh lauren i've really enjoyed this evening uh i appreciate the sauna on the porch (laughs) for opening up your porch once again for our fifth episode this we have four and five tonight yep so uh man appreciate it uh Guys, hop over to Midlife Crisis. Show them some love. Rate and review the show. Uh, Gonna play some music. We're out of here.
make some double stops. A double dairy, call the cops. I'll die worse. 